The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, fellas. This is Greg Williams, Dr. Heat. I get my ass ripped for having too many zero blitzes. And some of those I'd love to have back. But you're all s*** on the podcast. I can't believe it. It pales what I do on a zero blitz in comparison to some of the bad life choices that Andrew, Ralph, Dave, and Kevin make. Are you kidding me? We can't make better choices on what we say and do and how we live our life. And now it's on podcasts. Well, let's get this straightened out and let's do a better job for everybody out there who listens to that dumbass that you guys are talking about. Enjoy it. Signing off, Greg Williams. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one is available to everyone. If you're not a patron, go to saintshappyhour.com and become a patron. And support the show. Uh, join our community. We're the best Saints community out there. You get our access to our Discord. Uh, it's amazing. You should do it. Andrew, today I want to talk about uh, a topic that I think is going to be really interesting. I want to predict the Saints breakout player. And I define a breakout player like this. Like, Caden Ellis is a guy... He broke out like he just been on the roster, been around for three years and boom, he had a great year. Atlanta paid him and he had a fabulous year. That's a breakout. You could pick a guy who's played more than Caden Ellis, but that's what I'm talking about. Like you can't be, you can't pick Olave, right? It's like your breakout guy. You can't be like, Olave is going to break out. Like that's not, that's not this topic. We'll, we'll have another show on like guys that can take it to another level, but like a guy who you think has the potential to really break out uh, for the Saints this year? Uh, well, I guess I would start by some clarifying questions here. Uh, so I'm not picking like – I mean, Taysom Hill is obviously an established veteran, so I can't pick him, right? That's right. Well, and, and, yeah. then like, and what about a guy like Jameis Winston? Like, am I allowed to say I that mean, he's going to play and break out? Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you can, you can pick Jameis Winston. I'm not and be like who he's I'm picking. I'm just, I'm just clear. Yeah, like you, right, could so say, you could what say. What about a Debo? Is a Debo like? Yeah, you could pick a Debo because he he kind of dipped last year, and you know. He hasn't solidified what he is with the Saints yet, I don't think. If you want to pick a Well, I mean, we're veering off course here, but I guess I would just quickly say, you know, the interesting thing about Adebo is that, you know, Alante Taylor played a lot last year. He's kind of ascending. And so, like, it's kind of an interesting battle between those two. Like, who will be the starter? Uh, Because, obviously, they're both, like, kind of good players, and they're – I I find they're both still ascending young players. And so, Mm -hmm. it's just – it'll be interesting to see kind of how – those two kind of mesh and, and how like they compete and, and who's going to stand out as being like, they're both going to play. I think we see that clearly, but yeah. it's just like, who's going to play more. Who's going to be like the outside starter at corner. And uh, so anyway, that'll be interesting. Um, but I'll be honest. And maybe this is just me. So all, all, all the ground rules being set, 
I still think the two players that I keep coming back to are two UDFA sons of mine. And so <laughs> maybe this is, I knew nepo- it. this is nepotism, I guess. But, no, but it's- you know, Rashid Shahid, uh, you know, I, I guess you could argue that he broke out last year. Uh, but I, I'm interested to see now, like, the cat's out of the bag. Like, we know he's an explosive player. We know That's that right. when he touches the ball, like, he, he can make things happen. But so, like, my, my question with Shahid is, is this just like, is he just Joe Morgan, you know? Is he, yeah. is, is he Deontay Hardy? Because that would be better than Joe Morgan. Or is he something more? I believe he can be something more because I actually think his hands are sick. And I think his route running is really good. And I think he could iterate off that. Like, I, I think his route yeah. tree can expand. So, I and he's already getting the comeback routes because you see, like, his incredible speed. Teams are starting to respect it. So, like, That's right. to me, Rashid Shahid, like, he, he's already Joe Morgan. Like, I, I would say at this point, based on what he's done in his first year, like, he, 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 is, he, is, he has succeeded at becoming Joe Morgan. Can he elevate to Deontay Hardy? I think probably needs to catch about 30 balls this year, you know, run back a kickoff for a touchdown, you know, like basically like become an established NFL player. Then, then I think he's in Deontay Hardy category and then to ascend to an even higher level uh, where maybe he's like peak Robert Meacham in the offense, like which I, I think, he can, I think he can get there. Yeah. You know, like, but like to me, like that's, I don't even want to put a limit or a cap on how good he can be. Maybe he can yeah. be better than Meacham, but like if he hits Meacham this year, like to me, like he's breaking out. Yeah. You I know? mean, and, and I, I think he could do that this year. I'm not saying he will, but I think like he's capable of that. I believe in him and I, I think he can be really special in this offense. So to me, like, so I'll give you two answers, but that's my guy on offense. Yeah. I mean, for me, the offense, they need someone to break out. Like, like, even if you have a scenario where Michael Thomas is healthy and he gives you decent numbers, say 70 to 80 catches, and you get what you, you get a little bit more out of Olave, you get Juwan Johnson gives you what he gave you last year. I still think you need one. Like if you want to be explosive and like really dynamic, you need one more dude. And I think Shaheen. I mean, you know, you know, it's interesting. Like uh, I was tempted to say Juwan Johnson and I, I, I'm kind of done labeling him because i feel like i've done that a couple times I, i've been like yeah he sucks like he's not he's not a, like i don't understand the infatu- infatuation fans have in him like he sucks and he changed his body composition he got a lot better uh i'm not name calling him anymore i think he's good you know and like but like i don't think he is what he is like i actually think he's shown so much improvement and he's shown so much commitment to the craft that like why can't he you know, jump another level. And, and I like, think he could. And, and so, you know, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see his evolution. Cause I, I think, I think he's a guy like Cam Jordan, man. Cam Jordan, when he was younger, man, I felt like every season he was adding a new layer to his game. Yeah. And he was stacking on top of what, what he had built. And I just think if Jawan Johnson can do that too, maybe he can be really special at tight end. So, but, but the other guy for me on the other side, and, and honestly, Ralph, like this is nepotism again, but like, <laughs> I almost feel like the Saints need him to be no, good, you know. And it's him. it's it's, it's right. Carl it's Carl Granderson. Granderson, yeah. Because to me, like Davenport's gone, Peyton Turner, like maybe he's the breakout player. Maybe maybe he turns a corner, but like 
We really haven't seen it. I mean, he splashed yeah. like just well, a little bit. Well, as their roster currently no- is. Their roster yeah, currently is they need Granderson. Like Granderson's yeah, gotta yeah. be seven plus sacks. As they, now they, they may add a guy in the draft, they may add a guy in free agent. But currently, like they need Granderson to be good. Yeah. Pey- like, Peyton Turner's been injured. We haven't seen much. We we've seen Granderson flash. We've seen him get a big time sacks against the Bucks and Tom Brady. We've seen him kind of so now it's like, okay, I want to see what he can do if he's a starter and he gets a full season and, and like a full like snap uh, uh, snap count and just availability and just and, the and just snaps you know just to and play here's the, and, and, and here's as a here's, starter like i think he could produce that much and here's the thing for him davenport it didn't work out we were like he's a contract year he's gonna he's he's poised to have a great year he had a great year in 2021 he's poised to have a great year in 2022 and get paid granderson like caden ellis proved it like if he bumps up to seven plus sacks like he's gonna as a defensive end like if he gets eight and a half sacks he will get four years 44 million dollars minimum podcast ads are the worst right everyone hates them you can get saints happy hour ad free by becoming a patron that's right patrons get access to every show ad free no ads ever you also get breaking saints news podcast saints player grades early access to shows and behind the scenes access plus you get access to our discord channel where you can talk saints 24 7 in private with other saints happy hour listeners and you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items amazing so sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again go to saintshappyhour.com that's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today you know, yeah. look at look at Trey Hendrickson. Look what he got from. And I'm not comparing the two because Trey Hendrickson obviously has solidified him as as an elite pass rusher. But like Trey Hendrickson, one good year, he got paid by Cincinnati. So like Granderson, yeah. it's the, it's there for him. Like the like, and he's a guy. I agree. Look, his his past is his past. He he literally served time. He's paid his debt to society. But he's also a guy that's an insane worker, like Jawan Johnson. Right. Well, his, his position, yeah. So his position's a little bit more difficult, and you know, he came into the league as just tremendous bend edge guy, right? And so he mm-hmm. was raw, he raw, like tons of talent, raw with skills, but like needed a lot of polish. But you could put him out there and you could beat a tackle around the edge, and he could get you a sack. And that's really what he was, like a, a kind of skinny, wiry defensive end. And what what he transformed himself into is a guy that could hold, hold the edge. He's gotten so much better. First of all, his effort level has always been great. You love how – and that's the complaint that I have sometimes with Davenport. Like as physically ridiculous as he is, mm-hmm. you don't see the effort level finishing plays like you do with Granderson. And, and Granderson just – he's got a motor, uh, and that's what you like about watching him. But now that he's set a harder edge, he's gained some strength, he's gained some size, uh, he's rounded out that part of his game – but I think at first he kind of lost some agility and speed, and so I, I think what I what you noticed at, at the onset was that when he kind of made this physical transformation, I felt like the explosiveness and the ability to get after the passer kind of dipped a little bit, and so I think it was kind of just trying to find his footing of like being yep. bigger and, and and improving in one area of his game, which was a glaring weakness, which he's really shored up, which is impressive. But then, like, still, 
Like you got to go back to what you do best, man. Cause like, we want you to get better at stopping the run. That's important to get you on the field. But like, if you're not still doing what you do best, like if you, if you're, if you're going backwards in that area, then yeah, well, you know, it's like your, your worth is mitigated. So, but no, I, my point here is like at the end of last season, he was I felt out. like it was all starting to come together. Well, like, and here's you're the, starting to see the explosiveness plus the edge setting. Well, here's the thing, too. I think people in this podcast uh, that are patrons know it, but people that listen to the free version and popping in and don't listen all the time, maybe they don't understand. Like, to be a defensive end for the Saints, like, setting the edge is not something that's like, oh, that's cool that you can set the edge and pass. No, like, setting the edge is like, if you don't do it, you don't play. Dennis Allen period right is that fair? well it, well I mean, I mean Mo, like it's, you're gonna play like, but you're not gonna you're not gonna start for Dan I just don't they're not gonna even bother getting guys that are just pass rushers I mean yeah. sure if you were to make the team and I think at one time this was Junior Gallette where he made the roster but he was so skinny and so bad against the run they were like dude you're not even playing unless it's third and five or more and it's just like it's hard to keep a guy on the roster when like even if you do that well it's hard to keep a guy on the roster that that's all he does there's only one situation where we can put you on the field like teams you got to be pretty damn special otherwise that's teams right. are not racing wasting a roster spot on a guy that can only play on third and five and so uh yeah i mean look he he had to shore up that part of his game to see the field at all because like otherwise you know if you can only play on third and five like you know, that, that's great that you can rush the passer, but, like, the, the position requires more. Yeah, and the thing about Granderson was, listen, his legal, tr- tr- his legal trouble was as severe as it gets, right? And, but he, and as a UDFA, but he really like a top 100 player. Like, if he hadn't, if he hadn't been, oh, con- yeah. if he hadn't been convicted of a crime, he would have probably been, like, late second, early third round pick. So, like, he's got, the t- like talent wise, he's equal to like a Trey Hendrickson coming out. But my breakout guy, and, and it's sort of cheating, and you you mentioned it, but but my 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 breakout guy is Jawan Johnson, and here's why: Darren Waller, former Raider tight end, now he's with the Giants. His stats, I'm going to read them off to you: 2015 Baltimore, two catches; 2016 Baltimore, ten catches; 2018 Raiders, six catches; 2019. 90 catches, 1,100 yards. 2020, 107 catches and nine touchdowns. Great. So he basically, he exploded in year four. He exploded. Like, we have the data point that says Derek Carr can make a tight end special. Like, Derek Carr, he's done it. He He got Darren Waller paid. Darren Waller was elite. And... I think he I think he's gonna do the same with Juwan Johnson. Like, and I think we're gonna look back and we're gonna be like, thank God the Saints gave Juwan Johnson a two-year deal. Because if he was gonna be a free agent, there is no way on God's green earth we could pay him because he just caught 90 balls and and seven, eight touchdowns. Like I really, I really believe that. Like, if it was any other quarterback that the Saints had, like if it was if it was Jameis again or somebody else, I'd be like, eh, I don't necessarily see it. But, like, I just, with, with Derek Carr, like, the track record's there. Like, he, he turns tight yeah, it's, into it's, monsters. It's, it's interesting that you say that because, I'll be honest, Foster Moreau coming out of LSU, I, I, wasn't, 
I was kind of skeptical that he was going to do much in the pros. I mean, you know, I follow yeah. LSU closely, and That's I right. liked Foster Moreau. I mean, great LSU Tiger, but like, I was like, yeah, and I, I don't know that I Go see Tiger. the skills. Uh, to translate to the That's NFL right. necessarily. And I mean, that's another tight end that Derek Carr worked with and, and has had a lot of success. So, and that, that was the backup to Waller. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, he I'll just... be honest, I'll be honest. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but the way you paint that picture is get me pretty excited. That's right. I mean, like, like, I just think, you know, it's like Sean Payton with running backs, right? Like when he got Sproles, we were like, Oh, 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 the Sproles does it. He, yeah. He's like he's like Reggie Bush, but he does everything that Reggie Bush does. He's just better at it. Like this is perfect. This is going to be, and it was like it was perfect freaking fit. And I just think like Derek Carr with tight ends, like it's proven. Like he looks he looks that way. And the thing is, Derek Carr he throws into contested spots. And I just think for to, for tight ends to thrive, you got to have a quarterback kind of willing to do it because it can get kind of tight and kind of muddy when even when you split them out wide and you're going down the seam or you're throwing wherever. Like you got to be willing to put that ball in the tight windows to make a tight end thrive. And Derek Carr does it, and I I think Jawan Johnson's gonna have I think he's gonna have a really big year, really big. Yeah, so, I hope so, man. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's uh, I like that answer, um, and I do think. He, they can be a pretty special combination. Um, you know, Jawan Johnson, by the way, is a guy, he's really into yoga. I don't know if <laughs> right. Saints fans know that, but he is, um, you know, he does it a lot and he works on his agility and his flexibility. And I've heard him talk about it before. And his whole thing is like, yeah, you know, I need to basically make my body able to bend in weird ways because he's like, I'm going to take those shots over the middle. I'm going to get contorted. You know, I'm going to be, taken out at the knees and he's like i just need my flexibility and my joints ligaments and tendons to be supple and and able to kind of do that stuff it's a lot of what tom brady talks about actually but uh juan johnson is like fully committed to yoga he does it every day and um so and, and again this comes this goes back to like his dedication to the craft so like if Carr made it work with waller and look waller is a superstar in the league so you know i you don't look at, but, but we always knew like the thing about Juwan Johnson is we always knew like the talent was there. Cause he, he has ridiculous size and he was a receiver at Oregon. And we knew like, yeah, if he switches to tight end, he's going to be like a, a, just a tremendous matchup threat. And I think the big thing about Juwan Johnson, like besides to me, the area of his game that they need just, just critically. And I, I do think Carr will help him kind of elevate to another level. But to me, Juwan Johnson, like when you look at his frame and you when you consider the struggles that the Saints have had in the red zone, like that's where he has got to make his hay. And if he's going to see an evolution that's in right. his game, I, I just think he needs to become a guy that can box out, make those contested catches. And, and just – and he's done it a little bit. You know, he's definitely yeah. – but I, I think – becoming a guy that's like a touch, 10 touchdown a season guy in the red zone where it's like Jimmy Graham level, you know, and in different players, different body types, but yeah. like he's long, his wingspan is yeah. ridiculous. He, he, I don't know he that can you jump pretty give high. Me, give me, give me, give me 75% of Jimmy Graham in the red zone. You're a monster. Like Jimmy Graham yeah. in the red zone was a, was a force of nature. You get that, that bar is hard to reach, but give me 
six, even sixty five percent of Jimmy Graham in the red zone is. is but I, I would give it. Look, if he had sixty catches for seven hundred yards and seven touchdowns like that, he that's a breakout season. So I, I would give yeah. it. I would give it to you there. But like, man, honestly, like if he can get to like ten touchdowns in the red zone, to me, then it's like. Oh yeah, Derek Carr and him like together they figured it out. They're oh, making something special. I mean, then then you have you have that and like a, a fairly healthy Michael Thomas and decent health on offensive offensive line, and you know then you, you then you've got probably like a top twelve ish offense with the Saints. And you and you then you have then you really have something because you know probably with Dennis Allen the defense is going to be good and you're in a bad division. Um, so that's it. So this was our podcast. This is breaking breakout stars. And listen, if you see this podcast, patrons, put your put your breakout person uh, that you think is going to break out in the comments on Patreon. Uh, and uh, people that are listening free, do it as well. Uh, we want to hear from you. Who do you think is going to be a breakout star for the Saints? in 2023 thanks for listening and go to saintshappyhour.com become a patron and we will see you again tomorrow